And it was so vivid, it really is, even today, almost tattooed in my brain. A patient came to the emergency room of the VA hospital in Dallas, and he was admitted because it appeared that he was dying. He had lost over 50 pounds in the past uh, six weeks, and he was admitted to the internal medicine service and was assigned to me. It was a very humbling experience because after the physical examination, I hadn't a clue about what was causing this. Uh, we looked at the uh, usual causes uh, for massive weight loss in an elderly man, uh, such as cancer and so on, but the thing was that all the tests were normal. I embarrassingly performed almost every test the hospital could run. I was tremendously frustrated by this uh, because this man appeared to be on his way out of this life. In frustration, I asked a, a colleague if he would mind talking to the man. My colleague, Dr. William Hensley, had grown up in the Rio Grande Valley in South Texas. In about five minutes, Bill found out the cause of this man's problem. He had been hexed. A curse had been put on him, and uh, he was convinced that he was going to die, so he simply quit eating. The origin of the hex went something like this. He decided to have his fortune told by a uh, well-known fortune teller in, in that part of Dallas, and uh, he must not have been very happy with the fortune because he decided not to pay her. So the fortune teller decided to take revenge. Her way of doing it was to phone this man's wife and ask her during his sleep to snip a bit of hair from him, and she delivered the hair to the fortune teller. You know, I, I suspect that one of the reasons he went to the fortune teller in the first place was that there were marital troubles and he and his wife weren't getting along. The fortune teller used the man's hair to perpetrate the curse. The hex said that he would die. She let it be known that she had done this. And the man, knowing that he had been cursed, made uh, a decision to cooperate with it. He was so convinced that this woman had the power of the curse that he stopped eating. He made a conscious decision that uh, he was going to die. Be careful what you believe in. When doctors give negative prognoses to patients, saying, you know, they'll be dead in six months, people will often die on time uh, in concert with the prediction. The man looked like a skeleton when he came into the hospital, and nothing we could do could convince him to take food. He was dying. My colleague and I believe that this was really an urgent situation, uh, practically an emergency. The problem is that there were no known therapies in uh, medical school that we'd learn to confront this sort of thing, so we realized we were on our own, and so we got very creative. We concocted a de-hexing ritual in which we would try to convince him that our powers were stronger than the powers of the, of the woman who had cursed him. We waited until Saturday night, about uh, 1 to 2 in the morning. We found an empty examination room brought this man from his bed in a wheelchair. We had on our long white coats. This man was really afraid of what was about to happen. And we let the tension build. 
One of the things that I did was create a little fire in, a, in an ashtray, a metal ashtray. So we turned the lights out. The only light in the room was the blue flame coming from the ashtray. My colleague, Bill, took out this very large pair of scissors, moved quietly over to the man, clipped a lock of hair, and he said, as we burn this hair, your curse will be dispelled. It will go away. You will wake up totally well in the morning. But if you reveal that we've done this to anyone, the curse will come back five times stronger than it was originally. <laughs> we didn't want anybody uh, knowing about it. We thought we might be sanctioned. We were up for early morning rounds at daybreak. After breakfast had been served to the patients, we saw that he had ordered another tray. We were delighted at this. Uh, we didn't tell a soul. This was just between Bill, me, and the patient. He uh, began to gain weight, and he was discharged several days later uh, as a well man. Well, I was willing to put something on the line to save this man's life. I have no hesitation at all uh, for having done this. Uh, it was an emergency situation, and I think it was a life-saving endeavor. Big thanks to Dr. Larry Dossie for sharing that story with us. You can check out a link to The Good Doctor's work on our website, snapjudgment.org. Now, while you're at the website, share a story of your own. Or hit us on the Facebook, the Facebook, the Twitter, the Twitter. How else are we supposed to make this show? Let us know, snapjudgment.org. That story was produced by Anna Sussman and Renzo Gorio. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.